Good morning, Aldersgate. How are we this morning? Are we doing well? I'm doing well. We're all doing well. Um, so if you would please stand for our first song this morning. It is a new song. It's called In Jesus' Name, God of Possible. It is literally one big prayer. So I encourage you to kind of soak in the text of this song because sometimes we find the Spirit of God when we are listening intently and zeroing in on his presence. And this is all that this song is about. I speak the name of Jesus over you In your hurting, in your sorrow I will ask my God to move I speak the name cause it's all that I can do In desperation I'll seek heaven And pray this for you I pray for your healing That circumstances would change I pray that the fear inside would flee In Jesus' name I pray that a breakthrough Would happen today I pray miracles over your life In Jesus' name In Jesus' name I speak the name of all authority Declaring blessings, every promise He is faithful to keep I speak the name no grave could ever hold. He is greater, he is stronger, he's the God of possible. I pray for your healing, that circumstances would change. I pray that a fear inside would flee in Jesus' name. I pray that a
restoration of faith. Pastor Gary will talk more about that, about the general conference and the denomination, but keep that on your minds and your hearts today, restoration of faith. There's nothing worth more could ever come close nothing can compare your our living hope your presence Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit here. Experience the glory of your goodness. 
Thank you, Justin. Wow. Welcome, folks. Welcome. Welcome to the Holy Spirit as well. Today is Pentecost Sunday, and that's why we sing about the Spirit. That is why we ask for God's Spirit to, to fill our hearts and minds, our place, and, and strengthen us. We'll talk more about that later. But the day of Pentecost came 50 days after Passover, and we talk about starting to count that from the Sunday after Passover, which we now know as Resurrection Day, to the Sunday after the end of the seven weeks, which was Saturday night, and it is today, Pentecost, and 50 days. And so that's why we celebrate. It was a pilgrim festival that people came from all over to Jerusalem. And there they could experience and celebrate uh, not only a holiday, but also uh, the, the end of the harvest. And it was quite a celebration. So I invite you, if you feel like getting up and dancing on the pews, go ahead, it's okay. And, and then we're going to have communion here in the service today, so it, it, you do not have to be a member of the church. You don't have to belong to Aldersgate in order to participate, and so we invite you to do that. My name is Gary Brooks. I'm one of the pastors here. Pastor Maria is off today, and you'll see Pastor Daniel here in a little bit, and so uh, we welcome you, uh, and uh, we... Um, want to make mention that uh, our, our pianist Rich Brune is ill today, so he's not here. So uh, Rob Marin, he's just doing it all in the first, second, and third services. So thank you so much, Rob. Stay healthy. We need you today and every day and every day. So, uh, and, and I'm back. I, I even had COVID for a while. I had took my turn. So uh, I'm back. I hope none of you get it. It's no fun. But we're going to have fun today. Today is also Carnival Day. The sun is going to be shining. Well, it's starting to. It's going to be shining between 4 and 7. You're invited to come and be a part of that as we kick off uh, uh, this fundraiser for Vacation Bible School. We'll hear more about that in just a little bit. 
Um, uh, there's lots of announcements in your bulletin that I hope that you will uh, read, uh, but uh, please know that you are welcome. If you're here for the first time, a special welcome to you. We like to have a little bit of holy commotion. Sometimes it's called passing the peace. I like to call it passing the chaos because we like to make some noise. So um, what do you say we do that? Make a little noise, share a little joy, turn and greet your neighbor in Christian love. If you don't know someone, ask their name and tell them yours. Okay, you may be seated. I want to tell you about our mission collection for uh, this month, uh, the month of June. And you can see there's a table out here that has some little bags on it and uh, a demonstration of what filling the bag looks like. But what we're doing is uh, having a, a grocery relief uh, boxes, or in this case, bags, and uh, it is for the mission at... Uh, the, new, the Life Support Center at New Covenant Church, our covenant congregation. And you can pick up one of these bags if uh, you'd like to take it to a grocery store and fill it up with the menu items that are listed here. It costs $25, $30. And if you want to share that with someone, you just grab someone else in the sanctuary and say, hey, you're going to help me buy groceries. Could be a fun adventure. You never know. And then uh, we'll return these by uh, June the 20th, and they will be delivered to uh, the Life Support Center at New Covenant Church just west of downtown, and it will make a difference in people's lives. All right. At this time, we'll invite the ushers to uh, come forward for uh, the, the uh, morning offering. If you would please sing, King of Kings, remain seated, though. Without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets. To a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. Let's praise the Father. Praise the Father, praise the Son, praise the Spirit, three in one, God of glory, majesty, praise forever to the King of kings.
to reveal the kingdom come and to reconcile the lost to redeem the whole creation you did not despise the cross or even in your suffering you saw to the other side knowing this was our salvation jesus for our sake you died stone was moved for good conquered death and the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in awe for the souls of all who come to the father are restored and the church of christ was born then the spirit lit the flame now this gospel truth the whole shall not kneel shall not faint by his blood and in his name in his freedom i am free for the love of jesus christ who has resurrected going to invite any, which I see a lot of kids, come on up. I have something for you. Come on up, guys. Well, you see my basket. You better come up. Come on up. Oh, I love this. Family worship, and here you are. I even got the teenagers coming up. Okay, how are you guys? Good. I am so glad to see so many of you in here, because we know it's fun to be in Sunday school, isn't it? But it's really good and fun to be in here and experience worship, isn't it? I know. So, I know. Cool toys. Okay, so what's going on today? Anything? What? Carnival. The carnival is today. Some of you are signed up to work, and I think probably the majority of you are coming. I hope. It rained, but it's, it's done. The sun is out. Might be a little wet. 
Who's in the, who, who's in the dunk tank this year? Isaac, are you in the dunk tank? How many of you would like to see him get wet? Yeah, we'll come back. I think, are you at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock or something like that? 4.30 to 5. There you go. There is the man. And then later on, Pastor Daniel's going to be out there. Mm, I think Pastor Gary might be, like, thinking it's time to get him wet, don't you think? So it is the carnival today, isn't it? If, if the price if is the right. If the price is right. <laughs> so today is the carnival. And, of course, the carnival is fun because... It's not only fun for you guys to come and just hang out, play games, but it's our last fundraiser every year right before VBS. And all the money that we make goes, goes towards Vacation Bible School. And so, speaking of Vacation Bible School, today you can go home, your parents can get online, maybe some of them have already, and sign up for Vacation Bible School. <gasps> Oh, my, oh my gosh. Who, you guys. Cynthia. Dan. Wow. It's Dan the train. Well, you guys don't seem very excited. I'm, I'm well, like, I'm excited is, to see you. Doing? My what, goodness. What are you doing here? Well, you know, I spent the winter months out in the Rocky Mountains, and my train was um, stuck in the snow for three months. Uh, but now that it's uh, springtime, I was able to get out. I just got back to Wichita last oh. night. So I thought I would just come by and see if I could find any of my old friends well, from VBS and look at all these beautiful faces from I last year. Know. Oh, so good. Well, so I what's bet, going on here? Going what on? are you guys well, talking about? We're talking about a couple things. We're having a carnival today, which is okay. fun. But that reason we're having the carnival is because we've got another vacation Bible school, July 11th through 15th. And we are going to go off-road Oh. Out into the desert, we're oh, going to see some cool rock monuments, some really cool cactus, and we are going to experience God's awesomeness. Wow. Wait a minute. So you're not going to the southwest, are you? Like to yeah. Monument Valley? Yeah. That's where we're going. Why? You're going to Monument are, is Valley? Is your train going to be going there? No, my train's not going there. Okay. But I have a cousin, and his name is Cliff. He looks a lot like me. Okay. But he actually lives out in Monument Valley. So, so if you go out there, you might just meet him. So his name's Cliff. His name is okay, Cliff. You guys help me remember that. Cliff. Yes. And he's Dan's, your cousin? He's my cousin, and he's actually pretty well known out there. He's this hotshot uh, sur survival guy. He has his own uh, TV show. Yeah? Um, yeah, he's taught me everything I know well, about backpacking. So, like... Um, what else do we need to know about him? Because well, that well, way we'll know when we see him. Well, what you need if to know is that he gave me this beautiful walking stick when oh. I was out there with him last year. And if you meet him, all i got to say is ask him about the time that he built a tent with only a pack of toothpicks and a piece of gum. That's, that's, <laughs> you, 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 you have to okay. ask. It's a great story. Okay. So he's really cool. You guys might uh, see him out there. Uh, if you do... Tell him hi for me. It's been a while since I've seen him. But. Will we do that? So, I don't know. It's his cousin. I will. I think I can remember. Cliff. Cliff, yes. Looks Dan's a little bit like cousin me. who looks a little bit like Dan. Okay. Well, hey, Cynthia, I oh, need yeah? to catch a train. But um, what do you Are you hungry? Have? I will take some of that oh, for the train. thank you. You are welcome. Cynthia, Dan, so good to see so you. so good to see hey, you. Hey, and good to see your beautiful faces, too. What do we tell him? Bye. Bye. <laughs> I know. See Bye, ya. everybody. Oh, my gosh. How fun was that? I didn't expect Dan to 
show back up. I'm glad his train like make it, made it back to Wichita. So, but let's get back to VBS, okay? This monumental VBS. So if you are ages four or you have a younger sibling, that's gonna be four. By July 11th, we're bumping VBS up a week, okay? It's a week earlier than it normally is, okay? July 11th through 15th, and um, same thing, we'll be here. We're not doing snack supper again. We kind of stepped away from that last year, and, I, and so we're just gonna come, and you'll check in, and you'll come in, and we will have the whole evening like we, we normally do, okay? So, July 11th through 15th, and you can start signing up today. Now, I see some of my older kids up here too. How many of you are gonna be sixth grade or older? Yep, sixth grade and older, you guys can also sign up to volunteer, okay? So, are you thinking to yourself, well, where do we, how do we sign up? I didn't see a VBS table out there. There's no sheets out there. Where do you think we sign up? Online. So you go to, your parents need to go to the church website and scroll down and you will see Monumental VBS. You click on it and you can, everybody who wants to participate, you have to sign up your own sheet okay and volunteers the same thing follow the directions on it and that's where you sign up for your t-shirt and everything okay and then you also get to choose on there whether you want a music cd or a digital download okay and then once we uh, will have to order t-shirts here in a few weeks and get stuff going but it is going to be so much fun and won't that be cool if we see cliff there that might be fun so for all of the helpers all of our folks out here, watch next week. There will be our VBS table that's out there. That's where you can sign up and you can donate and you can sign up to bring treats for all our volunteers because as volunteers, do you need a little break and a treat? Mm-hmm, yeah, they do too. The, the kids that go through VBS get their treat down in the snack station, but we need to have treats provided for all of our volunteers. I hope we get back to where we have 200 or 250 kids again. I think we do. So do you have some friends you can invite to Vacation Bible School? So what I'm going to leave you with today is you're going to get to take two things. You're going to get to take a bag of popcorn. If you eat it in church, I think Gary will say that's okay. Just pick up your crumbs, just like Mr. Bob makes you do in the movie room. Okay? And then there are cards here. I'm going to give you each one. It just has the information about it. It'll remind you, get signed up soon, okay? And get this to your friends and neighbors, whoever you think wants to come and have fun with us at Vacation Bible School as we learn about how awesome God is, okay? Okay, so Maddie, I'm going to, will you hand out one of these to everybody, please? You and Colin? And then Maddie? you want to, or I'm going to put the bag here if everybody just wants to take a bag and get a card, and then you may head back to your seats, and I hopefully will see you at the carnival. And if we're out of popcorn here in a second, I've got another box right back there. Did you get a bag? Irene, did you get a bag? Oh, you've got one. Who else? I think we're going to need the extra box. Who was? Anna's got a box of popcorn right there, too. Here you go. There's one more right here. Anna, do you want popcorn? There you go. <laughs> oh, I'm looking for a lot of fun. I'm looking for a lot of fun. Yeah, and you can eat popcorn during church. It's okay. I'll let you crunch away, crunch away. 
Well, the Spirit is alive and well at Aldersgate, and that's what we celebrate here today. We believe that God is with us in our gathering, in our serving, and in our playing, and in our mission. And that's what we share today on this day of Pentecost as we read texts from the scriptures about the Holy Spirit. And we're actually putting the gospel lesson first uh, because I want to talk about how Jesus told about the Spirit coming, and then we'll talk about the Spirit coming. All right? So the actual text that's in your bulletin is not the correct one. We're going to read from John chapter 14, and I would invite to stand as we do that. This is the gospel. These are the words of Jesus as he was giving the promise of the Holy Spirit. It'll be John 14, beginning in verse 15, where Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. He abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will see me no longer, but you will see me because I live, you shall live also. Verse 25. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom God will send in my name will teach you everything and will remind you of all that I have said to you. And then this is what Jesus said to them. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated for the second one. This was Jesus talking about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, we read about when it really comes. And this was 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. And the resurrection of Jesus is the event that we, um, we look back to as the founding Bounding miracle on which the church rests. And 40 days after the resurrection is the ascension when Jesus was lifted into heaven, which is what our stained glass window represents. And then 10 days after that, 50 days after the resurrection, is the day the Holy Spirit came. Jesus had told his disciples to go back to Jerusalem and wait there for the promise of the Father. And Acts chapter 2. Are you ready? Are you ready? When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire, appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each one of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now, there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language 
of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Because even though that was a small area of the world, there were different languages. People spoke many dialects, and some of them were hard to understand. And in verse 9, we find where people are from, where those languages are. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Christians and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. Now you can see why the pastor reads this scripture, because of all those strange names. But here's what happened. All were amazed and perplexed and began to say to each other, what does this mean? And others sneered at them and said, oh, they're just filled with new wine, which means, ah, never mind these folks, they're just drunk. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. We are not drunk. We are filled with God's Spirit, and sometimes that, that uh, helps us feel empowered. In fact, the Apostle Paul, <clears throat> when he wrote to uh, a young minister named Timothy, who was uh, one of the ones he was mentoring in the faith, he uh, invited Timothy to uh, be encouraged and to uh, allow God's Spirit to be a part of him. And he wrote in, in 2 Timothy uh, 1, 6, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but rather a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. I invite you to take a deep breath. Oh, you can let it out. Think of God Almighty who formed you out of the dust of the ground. And in Genesis we read that he breathed into humanity the breath of God, which in Hebrew is ruach. And humanity became alive. You've had the spirit of God within you since the day you were born. God's Spirit gives us life physically, and God's Spirit gives us life spiritually. And that's what we represent by the Holy Spirit. Take another deep breath, and you can let it out. And remind yourselves to rekindle the gift of God that is given to you through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is there so that you will not be afraid, but that you will have power and love and self-discipline to be grounded in the tenets of faith that you may live with confidence and with hope. I don't know about you, but that's something we really need in our day today, isn't it? I mean, the world is, is so confusing right now. There, there are wars going on. We don't understand why 
the war has to happen. There's disease. I got COVID. Now, I don't understand why it's still around. Send it along. Send it back to, to, to where it came from. And there, there, uh, uh, there is racial strife. There is unrest over guns. People are getting hurt. And there's even division in our denomination. And people are getting hurt there. I get confused sometimes. I don't know about you. Sometimes I feel uh, so confused. I feel like a chameleon in a bag of Skittles. What are we supposed to think? The Apostle Paul told his young protege, remember to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. For God has gifted us not with a spirit of fear, but with a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. Well, I want to take a, a few moments to talk to you about how God's Spirit is moving in our midst. And one of the ways that that happens is through a, 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 an event called Annual Conference. Annual Conference is coming up this week. It's the Great Plains Annual Conference, which happens every year. We haven't actually met for a couple of years because of COVID. We met online last year, and we did some online stuff the year before, so it's been a while since we've gotten together. But Annual Conference is an event that takes place once a year, usually in June, and usually at a location that is in an urban center where uh, 800 to 900 folks can get together as pastors and lay members from each of the 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska get together to worship God, to rekindle the gift of God that is within us, and to make decisions about our corporate life together. And so that's happening this week. And so the pastors will be gone. Pastor Gary, Daniel, Maria, we'll all be going to La Vista, Nebraska, and that's a part of Omaha. And we'll be there Wednesday through Saturday. We'll be back next Sunday, so don't sneak out on us. We'll be back. And we'll get to share some of that with you. Now, each church has lay members that are elected by the local church to represent you. And for each of the pastors, there is a lay member. So there's three pastors, so there's three lay members. We have one who's with us now, Jeremy Wilcoxon. Would you stand up and do a dance on the pew? Oh, you don't... <laughs> Jeremy is, is one of our lay members to annual conference. He'll be going this week to represent you. You elected him at a charge conference last fall. Uh, we had one that was in our first service, and that's Jane Barrick, and she'll be going. And then one who uh, usually attends in the 11 o'clock service is Corey Phelps. He'll be going as well. And then we get to have, uh, from our congregation, a youth representative, Samantha Kernidi. Samantha is a part of the Conference Council on Youth Ministry, and so uh, she is going as a part of that group. And so we will have um, seven of us 
from Aldersgate that will go to this great meeting. We will have worship services to stir one another up, the gift that God has given to us. We will celebrate the Holy Spirit in our midst, which we believe continues to move in our midst. We will make decisions that uh, will be like, we'll, we'll make decisions about money, budgets. We'll elect officers uh, for the annual conference. We'll ordain clergy. Uh, we'll pass on uh, 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 reports and resolutions that come before us. And the appointments will be read. And the pastors will be set out to those appointments by our bishop, Bishop Reuben Sines, to serve for another year beginning July 1. Now, um, Pastor Daniel, we already kind of know that uh, we're going to be back. Uh, the appointments have been made, and uh, that's not how it used to be, but the appointments have already been made, and Daniel and I and Maria know that we're going to return to Aldersgate for another year beginning July 1. So here we come. Are you ready? <clears throat> and our joy and our thrill is to uh, invite you to rekindle the gift uh, of God in our midst so that you can not have a spirit of fear and confusion in our day and culture, but that you can have power and love and self-discipline. You can have the stuff you need to be fully grounded in the faith. Now, I want to share with you a couple of things that some of you have been asking about, and there have been several requests. Pastor, would you just talk to us about this on Sunday so that we can know and we can have good information? Okay, I will do that. You perhaps have heard that there are some uh, people uh, that are splitting off from the United Methodist Church to form what is called the Global Methodist Church, another Wesleyan-oriented denomination, which will no longer be affiliated with the United Methodist Church. That particular denomination uh, began on May the 1st. And when congregations decide that they want to leave the United Methodist Church and go to the, the Global Methodist Church, it is through a process called disaffiliation. That's a big word. I can't spell it. I rely on my spell checker to correct it when I type it. But uh, we will consider some uh, resolutions about churches that are disaffiliating. Now, not all of them are going to the Global Methodist Church. Some churches that disaffiliate, don't want to be a part of the denomination anymore, um, uh, are going to be independent, or, or they're going to unite with another denomination at some point. But we will consider 12 uh, disaffiliation resolutions, and uh, all of these currently are smaller churches in our uh, conference, and um, they include Bethlehem, Enterprise, Fairview, Jarbolo, Logan, Louisville, Mineola, Neutral, Pierce, Stoll, Wilsey, and Goddard. Now, you might be the most familiar with the Goddard congregation. I also served for a time at Enterprise, Kansas. Not all of these are going to the Global Methodist Church. 
uh, Fairview, which I happen to know is just west of Hutchinson, Kansas, they're going to become an independent congregation and they're going to exist on their own. And uh, that's their privilege to do that. So disaffiliations don't necessarily mean that they're joining another denomination. I'll come back to that here in just a moment. There are some churches that are discontinuing. And these are smaller churches that uh, are uh, closing because they just don't have people. Demographic shifts, people moving to more urban centers. And in Kansas, uh, western Kansas and western Nebraska, we have a lot of areas that uh, are uh, encountering a, a, a large reduction in population. These churches are going to discontinue. Angola, Chautauqua, Fancy Creek, Zion, Fowler, Linwood, Moline, Stanton, Eskridge, and once in a while you'll find one in an urban area, and you might be familiar with Cedar Chapel Congregation, which is down on 47th Street and about where the, uh, uh, the canal route uh, 235 uh, joins up with the turnpike. So these churches are closing. There's nine of them. But there are some new church starts that we're giving blessing to. And uh, that includes uh, eight new church starts, new plants in Wichita, Kansas City, Omaha, Lincoln, Overland Park, Topeka, and Benson, Nebraska. There are six congregations that are doing innovative ministry that we're supporting as a conference with coaching. And so that's six additional churches. So, you know, if we want to do the math, net loss of 21 congregations, net gain of 14. Now, some have uh, said there's a mass exodus from the United Methodist Church. You may have heard some of this. There's some social media stuff that would have you know that the denomination is splitting half and half. Well, it's not. It's not. Uh, currently, uh, what we know <clears throat> is that about 50 to 80 churches, we don't know because the deadlines haven't all passed for them to uh, apply for disaffiliation, but between 50 and 80 of the 1,000 churches in Kansas and Nebraska are thinking about or planning to disaffiliate. That's less than 10%, which means that by far, the majority of congregations are staying with the United Methodist Church. If you would like to know about the Global Methodist Church and would like to find out some more information, any one of us pastors would be glad to visit with you and help you with some understanding on that. But the one presenting issue that started it all is a disagreement over human sexuality, who God loves and who God doesn't love. And that disagreement has uh, formed the Global Methodist Church, and they are very traditionalist in nature. The United Methodist Church continues in, um, in, in, in our, our formal statements. Uh, we continue to have traditionalist statements. But in the United Methodist Church, I want you to know that there are efforts afoot to make sure that we are allies, friends, welcoming, and that all people, are you listening? All people without exception are children of God, have been gifted of the Holy Spirit, and are welcome in the church and in leadership in the church. We've got a little ways to go, maybe a long ways to go, 
to be fully inclusive, but I want you to know that we want to go there. Now, because the Global Methodist Church has left, does that mean suddenly we're a progressive denomination? No. We've got a lot of work to do. Just like we have work to do in the areas of race, in the areas of uh, inclusion and diversity, we have a lot of work to do. If, if, if there wasn't humans in the church, we wouldn't need clergy. We wouldn't need the Spirit to lead us into truth. But we are human, and I believe that God continues to bless the United Methodist Church. I, for one, will always be a United Methodist, and I will always be an advocate for full inclusion in our congregation and in our denomination. Now, some have asked, what difference does this make at Aldersgate, this division, this new denomination? In essence, none. Aldersgate will continue to be Aldersgate. We will continue to be United Methodist Disciples of Jesus. We will continue to be people of warm hearts and active hands. And we will be people who will throw wide the arms and welcome as many from all walks of life, all persons who are called human beings because Christ died for each one of us. And all are welcome. That's why, with baptism and communion in a few moments, all are invited to the table of the Lord. I don't know what the Global Methodist Church will do when it comes to communion, but I know there's some people that won't be welcome in the Global Methodist Church, even though they say they are. In the United Methodist Church, we will continue to be welcoming. We will continue to be the Aldersgate you've known and loved. And when the pastors get back from annual conference, we're going to continue the great work of rekindling within us the spirit and the gift of God that has been given to us so that we need not be afraid, that we can be confident in our skin and with who God created us to be, and that we can serve together to make the world a better place. That's my story, and that's the power of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Amen. Friends, as we respond to what God is doing in our midst, we have the opportunity to gather around the table and to share a meal with one another and with Jesus himself. As Gary has said, this table is uh, open to all, regardless of your age or your faith or your life station. This table belongs to Christ. And we all stand before it in the exact same position as folks who don't always get it right and are in need of grace. 
And so one of the things that we do as we prepare our hearts to come to this meal is we confess our sin before God and before one another, knowing that God is always faithful to forgive. So I would encourage you to, to join me in our confession and pardon. Uh, you can find the words up here on the screen. Let us say these words together. Holy Spirit, we're not sure we're ready for your awesome power to blow through our lives. We've grown comfortable with our familiar habits and our bland routines. We're afraid to give up our waking slumber and face the truth that we do not fully live. When we cling to our ways and the safety of familiar paths, wake us up, shake us up, heat us up, and breathe your life into us. Walk with us, O God, and give us the courage to follow the way that is lit by the fire of your spirit. Hear this good news. Jesus does not leave us without hope, but freely sends the Holy Spirit to reinvigorate our weary hearts. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us join our hearts together in an attitude of prayer. Gracious and most merciful God, on this day of Pentecost, we come to give you thanks for the fact that your Holy Spirit is poured out upon us. In the midst of confusion, chaos, and pain, you do not leave us alone. You don't leave us wandering in the wilderness without a guide. But through the grace of your Holy Spirit, you accompany us, you lead us, not only as individuals, but as your church. Forgive us when we are not tuned in to what your Spirit is doing. Forgive us when we look the other way. Forgive us when we turn away from each other and turn away from your love. And we pray, O oh God, on this day, that you would reinvigorate our souls. Rekindle the spark within us that has begun to grow dim. Restore to us the gift of joy, the gift of knowing your goodness towards us. Pour out your spirit upon us today. Fill us, God, that together we may speak your words that we may dream your dreams, that we might see the world with your eyes and go from this place as your hands and your feet. We know, oh God, there are corners of our world where it seems that your spirit is so absent. Places of war and violence, places of loneliness. Remind us this day that even in those spaces, even in those corners that seem so far away from your presence, your spirit is there. For God, your spirit goes out always before us. It is always everywhere if we would just have the courage 
to open our eyes and see. Be with those people who we lift up in prayer today. Hear those names that we hold in the deepest places of our hearts. Hear those names that we lift up to you even now in silence. Gracious God, we pray for Julie, for Dee Dee, for Vivian, and for Lori, for the family of Jack Thomas as they mourn the loss, and for Floyd, for those who need hope, oh God, grant it. For those who need healing, grant it. For those who just need to know that you haven't left them, draw near. God, as we come to this table, we remember that night that Jesus knew he was to give himself up for us. And we remember how on that night he was in a small room with his disciples and they were sharing a meal together. And, and at that meal, he lifted up a loaf of bread and he gave thanks to you, O oh God, and then he passed it out to all who were there and said, take and eat from this one loaf, all of you, for this is my body, which is broken and given for you. And then when the meal was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you again, and then he passed it to all of his friends there and said, drink from this one cup, all of you. For this one cup I give to not just you, but to everybody, regardless of background, regardless of belief, regardless of where they have been, I give this one cup, my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink from this and remember me. And so in remembrance of what you have done, O oh God, we pray that you pour out your Holy Spirit on us in this place, just like you poured out your Holy Spirit that day of Pentecost. And pour out your Spirit on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ this day, that we might be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by your love. Above all, make us one with Christ one with one another, and one in ministry to all the world, strengthened by the grace of this meal. And now with the confidence of the children of God as those who have been forgiven and reconciled, let us pray with one voice the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would those who are helping serve communion come uh, forward at this time? And as we get the table set, I encourage you to just be in a spirit of prayer as you prepare your hearts to come and receive the grace of Christ.
Friends, the table is prepared once you come and encounter Christ. Let us pray together our prayer after receiving. You'll find the words again on the screen. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery 
in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If you would, please stand as we sing our closing song, and it's called Hold Us Together, and it's, it's really talking about love. Love will hold us together, and that is the greatest gift that was given to us. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to the Blended Worship team for your service to us so faithfully each week. Uh, friends, 
I invite you to take the Holy Spirit with you and to rekindle that gift that God has placed deep in each of your hearts. Go and bear witness to the truth of God's word until everyone is saved. Practice responsible citizenship until everyone is free. Go paint the world beautiful with the brushstrokes of your faithful service. And then go work like you don't need the money. Study like you don't need the grades. Dance like no one is watching. And love like you've never been hurt. And may the peace of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be your everlasting gift. Amen.